You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. Want to give a shout out today to J-Hill Marketing and their new editing house division, Bookmark. Bookmark enables you to keep your copyright without sacrificing the professional execution of the big publishing houses, since we use the same software they do. And because we are an editing house and not a publisher, we can publish your work for a significant savings, which we pass right along to you. To learn more, please head to J Hill, that's two L's, jhillmark.com slash bookmark. I met my guest today when I started working on her book, When Food Hurts, which shares a startling truth about the way food affects our bodies and primarily our microbiomes. What? I got all scientific up in here. Learning about her book came along at a pivotal time for me when I had been resigned to being sick and was lamely testing out various treatments here and there and not really believing in any of them. Ironically, I just started seeing a chiropractor who was helping me get to the bottom of various issues with my health. But what's even better is Dr. Andrea, who's the guest on our show today, taught me even more than my own doctor. Since Magic school bus style, we jumped in with both feet into the truth of how food can not only hurt you, but it can help you and, and you might see this coming, it can even heal you. This is an important and maybe even critical episode for you to hear today because you are about to learn the truth about healing, the root about healing. But let's let Dr. Andrea explain in her own words. So please give her a very warm welcome. She's incredible. Dr. Andrea Nazarenko from Old Mill Chiropractic. Welcome. We are overdue. I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much, Hillary. I, I feel humbled by your introduction there because, you know, I, I see myself as the, the person who wrote words in a book and, and got information out there and took a passion of mine of just reading all of this information and healing my own life, which I'll share in a moment. But, but the, you know, the, the onus is on you. You did the healing. I, I, I was just the messenger. <laughs> you're the one, you know, I, I'm humbled by, by your comments, but you're too kind because you're really the one who, who's done the work. So thank you. And I, I am so excited to be here because I just love this podcast and what you're doing and all of the inspiration you bring to so many people. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for that. That's amazing. I feel like you've been my healing buddy. <laughs> Take my hand. Come along. <laughs> Let's go on this journey together. Yeah. And you know, but you have started with your own journey. I That's did. where you began because you were actually not going to go into the specialty. So tell yeah. us your story. Yeah. So I was a excited and enthusiastic college student. And all of a sudden, and, and now when I look back, I say it wasn't all of a sudden, it was slow and gradual. But at the time, it felt like all of a sudden, 
I was having so much pain. Uh, specifically, anytime I ate, it didn't matter what I ate, it didn't matter when I ate, I would just be curled over in excruciating stomach pains, the type of stomach pains that would just end you up in bed, passed out for a couple hours because you just can't cope. And and anyone, most people listening to this podcast, I'm probably, you know, speaking to the choir here because you know how much it's not just food. It's not just the pain in that moment. It's the way it affects your life. And so the yeah. co-author on this book is my husband, and we were just starting to date at the time. And I mean, he saw firsthand what it was like, you know, you know what that social support person is and how important they are to you. And and he was that person for me because he would just sit next to me in my bed and rub my stomach, knowing that there was nothing that anyone could do because we didn't know the answer. And so, uh, you know, I had to move out of my house in college. I had to start commuting. It affected me academically and socially and just across the board, pain takes over your life. And so we were committed to a solution. And unfortunately, at the time, and even more unfortunately, still to this day, there aren't that many answers out there. People don't know what's going on. And so I was there. I was a, you know, 20 year old blonde cheerleader. And I would, and I was losing weight because I couldn't eat. So I was 89 pounds. And I would walk into a doctor's office in tears saying, I can't eat. It hurts. And they would tell me I had an eating disorder. They would tell Mm. me, I was told on multiple occasions to just go have a Big Mac. And it was like, how could this be? How is this your resolution? Or they would say, oh, after, I mean, I'm talking thousands of dollars of testing. And they would say, you have a slow stomach. And I'd say, well, why is my stomach slow? I've been alive for 20 years. I've never had a slow stomach before. Why is it slow now? I don't mm-hmm. know. It just is. Well, thank That's so frustrating. Thank you. Like, it, and you go to the doctor because you're like, okay, I'm here. It, it takes so much to get you mm-hmm. to that office, right. doesn't it? My, I like mean, to, and especially when you're talking about specialists, right? You wait two months for that appointment yes. and you're like, this is going to be the one. Yes. I'm going to tell me what's <laughs> wrong with me. And you walk out with a prescription that they don't know why oh. they're prescribing it to you. And the side effects are even longer than the, you know, than than you could imagine. So, uh, so this, you know, clearly got me committed to, I, I had to empower myself to figure out how I was going to heal myself. And, you know, you hear this, this notion that food is medicine, but I don't, I don't think until you really get healed by food that you could understand the power of that statement. Uh, it was a chiropractor for me who first said, and, and I mean, this is going back many years. So food sensitivities weren't a thing back then. Gut health wasn't a term people used. The microbiome was unknown scientifically, never mind in the general public. Uh, and the chiropractor said to me, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, corn and wheat, and he pointed out these different things were your problem. And he put me on a very specific diet and I followed it to the T. I followed it 
so much and so consistently and and for a long time. And before I knew it, I could eat again. And my pain went away. And I lost weight. Well, I didn't lose weight from 89 pounds, but I gained weight then. And then, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. like all things in life, I slipped up and then I would gain weight. And then when I go back on my diet and feel well again, I lost the weight again, like um, after babies and whatnot, because uh, what I think I'm trying to say here is that the choice I made to heal, the choice I made to take food as a, as medicine and to change my diet and to change my lifestyle was a choice I, I made every day. And I still make yeah. every single day. When I wake up in the morning, I have the choice to use food as medicine, or I have the choice to revert back to old eating patterns and old habits and, and end up in pain and uncomfortable. And I would love to sit here as author of this international bestseller and say, I never make a mistake and I eat wonderfully every day of my life. But that's just not true. And I've learned from experience that from those days as a young college student, there's so many experts telling you eat this way as if if you follow this rule book, then Mm -hmm. you will to be healed. And it's just not that easy. If it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. The trick is figuring out what works for you, what triggers you and what makes you feel great and following that. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there who advocate for elimination. So if there's a particular food that bothers you, eliminate it. But what we see, so my husband uh, is a chiropractor and he's a pediatric chiropractor. And so he sees kids all the time. And what he sees is many of them come in on such restrictive diets because they've been following this, this, uh, this way of thinking of if this particular food bothers you, cut it out and you'll feel great. And that's Mm -hmm. better than just saying, go eat a Big Mac, right? We've made progress. (laughs) However, that's not enough. Kids can't grow up and adults can't live with ultra-restrictive diets. It's not a high quality of life. And so we have developed what we call the gut happy lifestyle system where we're able to eliminate the biggest problem foods for individuals but uh, but maintain quality of life and really focus on healing the gut and going upstream, so to speak, to really be able to target what we call the root cause of the problems and, and find a way to really heal your gut. Because when your gut is healed, your body could cope, your body could feel better. So I want to, and I want to pause here for a minute and come back to this conversation. But What's interesting is that the science or the practice of chiropractic, the chiropractic practice, boy, that's a tongue twister, <laughs> has changed. And I, and I want to make sure that people listening understand this because when we hear chiropractor, we think adjustments. Mm-hmm. We think, oh, you know, this is just, uh, this is a service that's not necessary that, you know, hoity-toity people go in and get adjust- adjusted, you know, weekly like, oh, I have to go to my chiropractor. And that's not the case. It seems like this specialty has greatly evolved. It has. Well, I, you know, uh, the knowledge of it has evolved. Chiropractic mm-hmm. is actually a pretty principled profession and it, it, it stays rooted in these deep principles, which I'll explain in one moment. But 
the public knowledge has evolved about what chiropractors are. Yes. So there's some people who they are saying, no, chiropractors have been doing this for centuries. We are, you know, they're, they're an old profession where folks have been doing this and understood it, but, but because they uh, are not subsumed under the medical fields, there's just a lot less people talking about it and publicizing it. And so I, I do believe that things like social media have really helped the profession because the message has to get out about what a chiropractor really does. And what a chiropractor really does is that if you think about, you think about your brain, right? Your brain is the master system of your body. But we have all of these five senses and your brain is is within your body and needs to know what's happening in the outside world. So if our if our sight, if our eyes are able to see something, that information has to be communicated to the brain. If we smell something or taste something or touch something, all of that sensory input has to get to your brain somehow. So your brain could then tell your body what to do. Well, the way that happens is through the spinal cord. Your spinal cord is a super highway. And so it is critical to keep the alignment of your spine so that that messaging could happen. When you have a misaligned spine, the communication between the brain and the rest of the body, and not just those five senses, but your heart, your lungs, your organs, every single part of your body, every cell in your body is connected to your brain through the spinal cord. And so when that communication slows, the functioning gets in the way. So people think of chiropractic as back pain, neck pain, or structural problems like scoliosis. But really, mm -hmm. chiropractors are about function. It's a functioning. Is your body functioning the way it should be designed? It's designed to function the way it should be functioning. And when the answer is no, because there's a misalignment, then function is going to suffer in some way or another. So it's really not about pain. It's about getting back to the root cause of whatever may be going on. And that's why we see such amazing results in chiropractic for like my husband, you know, it, there's, we call them miracles because they feel like miracles, but, but really it's just the power of the human body and the power of the human body to heal itself when there's nothing in the way. And it's, it's a systemic mm -hmm. approach. So you're not just seeing a neurologist right. who then is going to send you to a gastroenterologist mm -hmm. and those two doctors are not going to talk to each other. Right. So you're treating the body as a wholly functioning or misfiring system. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but but there but you're attacking all of the problems at the same time as you are identifying the root cause. So why in learning this, okay, so I've only learned this this year, as you know, why is everybody not doing uh, this? That is the question of the year, right? <laughs> That's what I <laughs> want to know. And, you know, it's it's largely, I think there's been a lot of bad publicity about chiropractic, a lot of misinformation. A lot of people have fear of alternative approaches. Uh, but, you know, really intuitively, if you think about it and you think about other uh, more traditional mainstream medicine approaches, it's like if you take if you have a headache and then you take a medicine to get rid of your headache, you know, you may notice now that your stomach hurts from the medicine that you took for your headache or, mm -hmm. you know, some, some other problem. And it's because we're treating the body like all these different parts are distinct and separate from each other, that the stomach is different from the head and the arm is different from the leg. 
But anyone who's been in a cast on their foot knows that it messes up their hip when they're limping all the time. Mm -hmm. We are one whole being. And so in order to really, you know, we, there were no mistakes when we were designed, right? Our bodies have evolved to be adapted to our environment and to function well. And so when you allow the body to do what it is designed to do, it heals itself. And so it's really chiropractic is just getting rid of any interference, getting out these subluxations, getting out these misalignments of the spine so that we could, our bodies could heal it. Our brain knows what to do. We just need to get out of its way. <laughs> we do. We try and mess with that brain, right. don't we? We're like, hey, brain, listen. We know better. Listen, another, <laughs> right? Exactly. We're like overriding the brain all the time. So I want to get into, I think, to provide the best value for the listeners since we deal with a, a chronically ill and disabled community. Um, let's talk about inflammatory conditions and you know, it, this is kind of a, a slippery slope. When you have an inflammatory condition, when, when an autoimmune condition mm-hmm. rises up and grips your body and you're not eating well or you're exacerbating it, I want to discuss that specifically because you can start to see changes fairly quickly if you adapt to the correct diet. Yes. So, uh, So first, I think uh, I'm trying to think about the best way to approach this question because it could go in in so many different ways. Uh, I think (laughs) (laughs) so. I not making it easy for you today. (laughs) Putting me on the spot with a mountain here. Yeah, Uh, yes, I know. So, so I think the first way. The, the first thing I want to say is, is to really address this issue of really what is going on with autoimmunity. Because, uh, you know, when I talk to folks with autoimmune conditions, the first, the first thing that I hear, which is what sometimes explicit and sometimes really implicit, is this notion of I was sort of born with this, as if this autoimmunity was something hiding within them until they hit a certain age and then it exploded and now they have this autoimmune condition or it's this gradual thing that happens all the time. And I I somewhat want to pull that back and think big picture as to what autoimmunity really is and what inflammatory process really is, but focusing specifically on autoimmunity here. Where autoimmunity is basically your immune system, your immune system is saying, I don't recognize, I can't differentiate self from non-self and I'm attacking. It's on overdrive. It is attacking uh, your own body thinking it's something foreign. And this feels confusing. I mean, I know when I was first learning about this, this felt confusing. It's like, well, well, why would that be? And, and, Mm -hmm. And ultimately it comes back to this thing we call the gut. Um, the gut is really, you know, your digestive system. And if, and, and what's interesting about the gut, so I'm thinking specifically about, um, the stomach, but then your intestines is that it is designed to be a very permeable place, meaning we want to eat food and we want the food to stay within our digestive tract, but we don't want all of it to stay in the digestive tract. We want the nutrients and the minerals and the vitamins to seep out. And so our beautifully designed body, right, where bodies are not designed by mistake, our beautifully designed bodies have developed a gut lining that allows small particles, vitamins, minerals, 
all the nutrients we need for survival to float easily in and out of this gut lining. But all of the toxins and um, any pathogen or actual food molecules, those things should stay in the gut lining and eliminated from our body. We don't want that in the bloodstream. We just want the things that help us. So you're talking about the gut as it pertains to like, let's talk, let's define the entire yes, system. Yes, yes. Where does the gut begin and where does yes, it end? Yes, the gut begins in your mouth. Well, the gut, as we're talking okay. about here, begins in your mouth and it ends in your, you know, your anus. It's the full digestive tract. You eat food, it goes down, you know, down to your stomach, it gets broken down and then it in, enters your intestines. Where the bulk of this magic happens is in the small and large intestines. That's really what we're talking about here. Uh, but it's, you know, we're full bodies. It's our full body system. And so it's through our bloodstream that all of this, um, it's that that communication between the intestines and what passes through the intestines into the bloodstream. Because once it hits the bloodstream, it goes throughout the whole body. So it's like the superhighway, right? Our gut is breaking things down. It's digesting it but it's taking out the stuff it wants, putting it in the blood, and then the blood takes it to the rest of the body. Autoimmune. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so, okay. okay, so I was just going to be like your star pupil sure. for a minute. So what, <laughs> <laughs> so what happens in autoimmunity is those particles that aren't supposed to go to the bloodstream actually go, to, go the to the bloodstream. So there they? are things mm -hmm. that should not go into the bloodstream that do. And they do because of different lifestyle factors. Um, we are exposed to a lot of toxins in our food, in our air, in our water, and in our environment. And these things cause conditions in our body that make these particles come through. And the body starts to attack them because our immune system, as beautiful and well-developed as it is, sees our, sees, the, sees our body and says, hey, you're not supposed to be there. It doesn't know if it's the flu virus that's in there and it's attacking it, or if it's a piece of mm. food that's attacking it. It just sees something See? in our blood that's not supposed to be yeah. there and it acts. And so when you keep doing this over time, over time, over time, over time, and now our immune system is hyperactive because it's seeing all of this stuff and acting on it, that's, that's sort of the basis of autoimmunity it develops into a place where the immune system, for a lack of better word, becomes confused and just starts attacking. And it starts to attack itself because it's in this hyper overdrive where it's it's attacking things that aren't supposed to be there. And so, yeah. so I want to, oh, oh, I'm sorry. So I want to put an exclamation point on this. This is mm -hmm. food that is passing through into our bloodstream. And that, I mean... That is like a, whoa, that just knocks you on your butt, kind of a, a revelation that this is what you're mm -hmm. dealing with. Your food is not staying where it is supposed to be going. Now, some right. of it stays, right? Are we talking about the food sensitivities? Does When you have a food sensitivity, is that the food that is passing it through is. the gut? It is indeed. And so what, what we hear from a lot of people, and I'm going to... I hope I'm not taking a trajectory here from, from where you want to go, but we hear from a lot of people, well, I've been tested for food allergies and I don't have any, or I'm allergic to, you know, milk, but not anything else. But when they eat gluten, they're bloated. Yeah. And they've been tested for celiac. They don't have it. So they, they're told that everything's okay. 
alternatively, we get people who come in and they say, well, I've been tested for food sensitivities and I'm allergic to 50 different foods. And we say, okay, let me, I could take a guess here. I bet these are all the foods that you eat every day. And they say, yes. And this is why it's so challenging for me. And we say, I understand. And let me let, let me tell you that this is not a life sentence. So it's, I'm going to pull back a little bit and explain what I mean here. Food allergies are different from food sensitivities. I don't want to talk too much about allergies right now because I want to really focus on the sensitivity piece. The sensitivity comes because the foods that you're eating are passing through that gut lining. They are passing through these small little junctions in your intestines that they're not supposed to. So it's, uh, you know, like a toll booth operator where the the bar is really loose and anyone could plow through versus a really tight system where only those that are supposed to pass through are able to pass through. And so these food particles are passing through and your body's reacting to them. Your body is becoming sensitized to those foods and creating a, um, a heightened reaction to them because it's recognizing that these food molecules are not supposed to be here. So it's not that the problem is the food that you're eating but rather the problem is that those that little toll booth operator is not doing its job in your gut. And so it gives people a lot of relief when we tell them, listen, the problem is not the food. You this is not a life sentence where you can't eat, you know, um cherries for the rest of your life. Instead, let's heal the gut. Let's let's get that toll booth operator working a little bit more efficiently and tighten those little junctions in your gut lining in in those that intestinal in your intestines so that the food doesn't pass through anymore and you're you're able to eat what you want to eat because food is medicine i can't say that enough food will help you heal uh if you're if you're focusing on foods that heal so two things then um and and i know we don't want to spend too much time on food allergies but but food sensitivities are not life-threatening. They don't create immediate Correct. symptoms in in many cases, right? Whereas allergies are like your mm-hmm. nose is running, your your eyes are running, uh, maybe you're even um, your throat is yes. constricted. So, a, but the food yeah, sensitivities and that's what makes it hard. Okay. So, a food allergy. Uh, or, you know, that's the stereotypical reaction. That's like, I, I go and I eat something and now I am immediately breaking out in hives. I'm lo- I, I can't breathe. There's some respiratory effect. Um, you know, I immediately get stomach pains. It's that immediate reaction before you're done even eating the food or maybe one hour after you're eating, you are in pain. That's an allergy. Uh, you could detect those. Mm-hmm. The gold standard way would be like a skin prick test. Uh, there's some blood tests you could take for it too. It's a different type of biological reaction. A food sensitivity okay. is a delayed reaction. And this is what makes identifying food sensitivities really challenging because you may eat, let, I'm just going to use gluten as an example. You may eat gluten today and you might not notice an effect until two weeks later or as it builds up in your body. And so it's really hard to identify patterns without some support or, you know, just to kind of jump into it and say, I'm going to, you know, do a food diary and identify the things I eat because it doesn't have that immediate, you know, um, stimulus response type reaction. It It's a little bit more nuanced and hidden. 
Okay, so this is amazing. And seriously, we've only scratched the surface of the Mm -hmm. microbiome, which is the gut that we're talking about today. Um, But I want to talk about what people can start doing today to start to heal their gut. Because what I'm hearing and what I've read in your book is that you can heal your gut so that the food that you have sensitivities to, you actually mm-hmm. can eat. And it's a matter of not being on this elimination right. diet, but it's a matter of saying whatever I eat is probably going to pass through because I've damaged the permeable mm-hmm. lining of my gut. And so whatever I eat is going to bug me. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's cheese, it's coffee, it's chocolate, whatever. It is whatever. Yes. Right? And so what you need to do then is focus on healing that gut. So how in the world is there such a targeted healing process? And how do we begin that? say that uh, I want to reiterate what you said at the beginning, where it's different for everybody. So there's, you know, this like danger mm-hmm. of coming out and saying, here's the solution. Hey, Hillary, let me go to chapter, I have this book in front of me. Let me go to chapter five and just tell you the answer <laughs> right here, right? Um, and it's a little, uh, obviously, yeah. it's a little bit harder than that. And I'm being a little tongue in cheek when I say that. But there are basic principles that everybody could follow. And uh, depending mm-hmm. on where you're at, so, mm-hmm. so, my husband practices functional medicine. So I'm, I'm a researcher and I've done all this research and translated it all. And, and he's the, you know, doc in the office, seeing functional medicine patients and, and using these same principles, he's had patients reverse autoimmunity before come off lifetime medicines and seen miraculous. I mean, there's no better way than to call it a miracle, but it's the miracle of the human body. And so if you're at that state Mm -hmm. of autoimmunity, you might need more than just dietary change alone. If you're, you know, uh, functioning at a higher level, dietary change alone may, may be sufficient. But no matter where you are, what I'm about to tell you will help you. Um, and, and the basic, what we call the gut happy lifestyle system is, is first identifying the problem, which is what we're talking about today. It's this thing we call the microbiome, which we haven't even really jumped into, but just this notion that our gut plays a role and could be the root cause of our illnesses. The second is uh, removing the bad. So if you look around your house, you know, we live Mm. in a toxic world. Uh, I, I wish for, you know, for my children and my future grandchildren that our world can become less toxic every day. Um, the, not only the foods we're eating, um, but the air we're breathing, the water we're drinking, this 5G technology that is we can't see but we're being pounded by, the cosmetic industry. Mm-hmm. Um, Roundup that we're spraying outside, all of these chemicals, all of this stuff, the synthetic stuff that's around us uh, has an impact on our body. Medications, you know, I'm not going to go out there and say you shouldn't be taking any medications. However, medications have an impact on your body. And so we should be taking medicines we need, not medicines we don't need, which sounds very obvious. But in our society, there is a tendency to jump to over-the-counters or um, over-prescribing from medical doctors. You know, I told my story earlier, I had this, this stack of prescriptions, and they didn't even know why they were giving it to me. They were just giving it to me. So I, I say that to say 
to not feel guilty of medications you need, but to be cognizant of those that you're taking be- without knowing the, you know, without, without it being necessary, um, is anything an over prescription. So I just want to be clear about that and not making people feel bad for, um, things that they actually need. Um, well, and it's true. And some of those medications provide mm-hmm. a short term mm-hmm. relief, but they can do damage right. in the long run. So what you're talking about doing is, you know, and I think this is the hard part. I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is the hard part because when you take a medication, sometimes you can get immediate relief, but you're damaging in the long term your overall condition or your autoimmune condition versus if you skip Mm -hmm. those Tums and maybe you take a shot of apple cider vinegar, for example, which really does have healing uh, qualities and anti-inflammatory qualities, as you've yep. noted in your book, right? Um, you're helping and you're you're creating a building block for a healthier gut by not using some right. of and, those and, medications. And, you know, I'm going to go back to the chiropractic example, but something like digestive problems, sometimes it's it's really a subluxation in your spine and you digest it. My, my husband sees a lot of babies with, with colic, which is, is a lot of times gas. And the parents in the office will joke around that he has a poop button because he adjusts it and the baby is like pooped out of his diaper by the time they leave the office because you restore function and the body's like, time to get rid of this. Uh, but it's true. And I love your example yeah. because medication should be a time and place thing. There is a time and there is a place, mm-hmm. but it's not every time and it's not every place. And in our society, we've become accustomed to any pain, illness, sickness, anything being the time and the place. And that's just not what it is. These medications are designed for specific purposes. And if you have that specific purpose, go ahead and use it, but know the risks of using it and know when to go off of it. What is your exit strategy? Uh, Because your body is not it is designed perfectly. You are designed perfectly. You just have to restore that that place of, of health. So anyway, I, I feel like we went on, on a little bit of a tangent there. So I just want to pull myself back because I'm doing that. Uh, but removing the bad. When we have an environment <laughs> around us, we have to focus on, and this is the hardest part of living gut happy because it is hard to live toxin-free, man. It is hard to choose a lifestyle where you could eliminate all, we can't, it's actually yeah. impossible. We will always, if your child is in school, they're being pounded by Wi-Fi. I have Wi-Fi around me right now. And I'm not saying that we should go live in a little mountain hut where there's absolutely nothing around us. We have to exist in, in our society, but we can limit our exposures. <laughs> we could take steps to do that. This, the third piece of our gut happy system is adding the good. Right. Which is, you know, bringing in supplementation that works, Mm -hmm. adding in apple cider vinegar, like you said, uh, and eating healthy, eating what I call intuitive eating. So it's like when you sit down to eat, are these real foods you're eating? Did it grow from the ground or was alive at some point? (laughs) If so, if not, if it was created in a lab, don't eat it, right? If you look at an ingredient label, we have overcomplicated our lives with all of these diets, right? Look at an ingredient label. Can you pronounce what's in it? 
Could you identify what those things are? If you can't, just put it back on the shelf because it's not a real food. Like make it simple. Yeah. Well, it that is seriously my rule. I pick up when we're grocery shopping. If it's something new I want to try, I'll pick it up. I like it to have only like five right. ingredients. And they have to be ingredients that you can pronounce. If you can't pronounce them, it, I mean, look at some of the ice creams, mm-hmm. people who can eat ice cream. Look at some of the ice creams. It's like uh, sucrose, polysorbate, 80, guar gum, right. all like... Do you want to put guar gum in your body? Do you know what it is? It's amazing how when you simplify the ingredients and you know and the other thing I want to touch on too and I know we're we're running long here. Um but and if Robert is Robert's going to laugh when he hear this because I always say, "Well, we have to have you back." But I need to have you back. We need to have you come back. And right. dig even deeper into this. Like it's impossible in forty-five minutes. I to would talk love about to. I would love, love, love to. And um, um, so I'd like to have you come back next week, actually, so we can just. Okay, cool. And then um, in the meantime, too, then Dr. Andrea, I want to put some questions out to people and see if we can answer some of those. Questions I love it. I love it. I love to see where week. people are at because you know, um, so it's I don't know fun how you feel to talk, about that. but I get a lot more Perfect. when I listen to what people have to say, because I know the journey I went on, but my journey's not your journey. And so, uh, you know, we could, you know, yeah. I might as well throw out our little fourth system, fourth step here in our system is getting support because we can't do this alone. You can't, it's, in, it's impossible to yeah. heal alone because we are social creatures. We are people no. who need people. And it's really hard to change your diet, to uh, to adapt to a more natural lifestyle when you're doing it alone. And so it is my mission in this world, not just to get this information out there, but to create a community of people who are in it together. Because it's just, I feel saddened when I hear people trying to heal by themselves and only, you know, reverting to things that they know harm them just because they don't have someone to help them along. And so really, I, I yeah. please send questions, ask questions, because that's how we change the world to a little healthier place by listening to each other and being there for each other. Support is probably the biggest thing that will help people heal, I, I believe. Uh, 100%. And it's asking for the support that you need too. So um, I, I think we need to get into that next time and talk about the emotional component yes. of why oh, we have it. such a hard time changing our diet. It's not, it, right? Because it seems like, okay, so at the outset, oh, we just need to change mm-hmm. this diet. Let's take these actions. I, we are we're so emotionally, emotionally attached, to food. attached to food. We were in habits. It's just habits crazy. are hard to break. And we believe that if I just knew something more, I could do better. Mm-hmm. But the truth is you you probably know a lot more than you think you know. And it's really just about yeah. behavior change, which is the hard part. So I would love to talk about that. That That is my cup and tea right there. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> That's wonderful. So everybody, get your pencils and paper out and start writing down your questions. We will add you into, well, I know you're in the Facebook group too, but we're going to make sure that we start a robust conversation there. You can start asking questions and we'll carry those over and get some of those questions answered. And hopefully we'll have uh, a nice variety of them so that when, when you're listening again and tuning in next week, well, it'd be the week after actually, when you're tuning in, that your question will be addressed or somebody else will have asked it because I really want to tap into what does it not only look like to introduce this aspect of healing, but getting over these emotional hurdles and finding that support to succeed nope, I'm at still it. here. I think that's wonderful. That is so exciting. I love it. I, I don't know it. if I lost Because you. people, you know, like I said, the, the emotional piece, we're human okay, beings, we're one, we're, you know, that's the holistic way of thinking and healing is not you you can't yeah. medicate yourself the way all the way to health. Uh, healing is about mind, body and soul. It's about really um, grappling with the mm-hmm. hard stuff, which is the emotions. So uh, that you know I I've talked a lot about what my husband does. He's a chiropractor and I alluded that I'm a researcher, but I'm a psychologist by trade. And so that is my that I can't talk enough about emotions and how strong emotions are to our overall health, our overall well-being, and um, the mind-body connection. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing so much of your knowledge. I, I know it was a little bit fragmented, and I hope I didn't, you know, lead you all over the place, but I think you shared a huge, huge amount of wisdom with our group and um, that people are even just getting into the mindset of making a change, just considering it. That's all that we want you to do today. Just start and thinking about I, it, start noodling on one, it. What does it look like for you? One quick about that is and, that um, healing we'll is a journey. You know, when I, when I was course. going through my challenges... Yes. I would love to say I made this decision and that was it. And I've been well my whole life. Healing is a choice you make every single day. Health is a choice. It's a behavior. It's a lifestyle. It's not in a pill. It's not in a particular food. It's not like if I remove gluten or dairy, I'm going to be healthy. It's, it's every choice you make when you wake up in the morning, you have the choice to take a step towards health. And you're not going to, maybe some days you take a leap, maybe some days you take a little step backwards, but both of those options are okay as long as you keep moving in that same direction. And over time, um, you know, you, you get there, (laughs) but it's, it's an ongoing journey. So if today you're at the place of simply considering making this choice, well, then pat yourself on the back because that is a choice you're making to even consider it. And that is better than you were yesterday. So so no matter where you are in your journey, there's a place for you. It's not about having the most knowledge or the most skills because you'll get there. It's just day after day when you make these choices to, to move in that direction. Mm-hmm. That's that's a fantastic send-off, that even wherever you happen to be, that's exactly where you're supposed to be. Just maybe push yourself a little bit further 
and uh, and listen to my dogs growling. That's fun. Um, but that's a fantastic send up. And thank you so much for being on the show and sharing so much of yourself, your story, and your knowledge. What if you knew that there was a way to feel better, but it meant you had to give up some of your fave foods? Would you do it? If what stood in the way of you reclaiming your life, would you change your diet? And if you wouldn't, I want to ask you why not. After reading Dr. Andrea's book and Dr. Eric's book, I know what I am feeding my bad bacteria. And it's like Dr. Andrea is a fortune teller of your body. She knows based on your food sensitivities how you will feel after a taboo food within a certain time frame, after you've eaten that taboo food within a certain time frame. I know it's hard. This aging, this metabolic slowdown, this throwing your meals and snacks on the no-no altar and lighting them on fire. It's freaking grueling. But you can do this. You can play with the fuel you put into your body to feel better. You can give up, and hold on now, I mean it, you can give up chocolate, cheese, bread, pineapple. You can do it, you can enjoy your meals, you can get your nutrition, and when you have been at it a while, your stamina will start to creep back up. You can park only occasionally in the handicapped spot. You can push your body a little bit more and be delighted at its performance. It's worth it. To get in touch with Dr. Andrea, please contact her. On Facebook, you can search Treehouse Living, two words. And remember, health is a commitment. Just start noodling with that today. And when we come back next week, maybe you'll have some questions that we'll answer for you. Hey, do you love us? It's a fair question. If you have a not-so-secret crush... Please like us, share, and leave a review of this podcast, The Sick Biz Buzz. You can find us on iTunes and any other podcast platform. We will love you right back. All right, we do already. But please give us a hand in these ratings. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Be well. All right, we're clear. 